0: hey what is good everybody it's your girl vlm victoria lynn myers coming to you live from my apartment and i have covid i don't know if you can hear the little bit of uh, congestion i have but your girl's been struggling and the last few days i have been taking it easy and you know, honestly, normally I have a really difficult time trying to get to sleep, but the last few days it's like I can't even stop sleeping. It's so weird. I'll be, I'll put on a show and just lay here, and boom, I'll doze off. And it's been a whole roller coaster. Um, but I think my mind is finally catching up to me, and I'm just kind of going crazy now, being in quarantine for the last week. And you know, I'm very thankful that I have. The job that i do to where this doesn't affect me too much but i'm dying to create and whenever your job centers around you looking and feeling your best and then you just don't it's like what do you do but anyway enough about me it's friday a few days before christmas and It's been forever since I recorded a podcast, so I figured, why the heck not? And you might be hearing a lot more from me over the next few days, because who knows what else I will be able to do given the state of my health at this point and everything else. So anyway, you know the drill. Welcome back. If you're new here, hi. And if you're not, hi. Thanks for tuning in. We always give ourselves a round of applause. So here we go. Woo! Fuck, baby, fuck. We made it. We freaking made it. How is everybody today? I have been on a coffee kick. Uh, if you don't know me, I used to drink tea a lot. I still do. I love me a good cup of tea, don't get me wrong. But ever since I got back from Tulum and I had some bowel movement issues, Coffee has been, I don't know, a game changer, and it doesn't even, I don't even know if it necessarily helps with all of that anymore, not too much TMI or whatnot, but I don't know, I just love it, so sitting here on my couch, got my mic, so hopefully the sound quality is better than usual, and I got my coffee in hand, so anyway, not even too sure what I'm going to talk about today, I've been having a lot of thoughts, you know me, deep thinker, been trying to be more present. I just think that's the key to my development moving forward just given my background. If you don't know me, was born and raised in a religious cult and moved out at 17, went to a religious college for like a year and a half, um, was in a bad situation in terms of relationships, you know, and all of that. Got out of all of that, started a new life practically Um, Now I do digital social media type stuff, influencing OnlyFans, the whole nine yards, TikTok. And eventually, hopefully soon, assuming my imposter syndrome and nervousness don't get the best of me, I will be on YouTube officially. So fingers crossed. I know I've been talking about that for quite some time. And I don't know why, but I'm terrified of YouTube. I I feel like it's, it's like a third... Third wall almost or what do they call it it's like it's it's cracking a glass for me almost it's like it's really hard for me to be vulnerable and real and I have this like idea in my head of like excuse me once I get XY and Z situated or you know once I get my apartment looking exactly how I want it or you know all of these all of these different scenarios then I will start this but if The past has been any indicator there is no perfect time and you've just gotta start and it's a calculated risk and you know i'm i love my calculated risks i'm a i'm a preacher of that Uh, so hopefully i can start doing that because i think it would be really good for me in my development and i think it's good to just put yourself out there for some reason, it's really easy for me to create a podcast because it's not the visual element, but I feel like it's really hard and maybe this is a way for me because I haven't accepted myself fully, you know? I think a lot of times when we when we judge other people or when we expect these things, I think it's really important to dive into why we're feeling this way. I think we end up rejecting ourselves in so many ways uh, without even realizing it, and I think that's where a lot of people's abandonment issues come from is because we end up abandoning ourselves. I think so many people are so afraid of other people leaving them because they don't know how to have their own back and how to stabilize themselves and how to validate themselves. And that's been something I've really, really been working on and struggling with. And that's kind of why I haven't posted a podcast in a while is because I I felt like I was becoming... It's a hard balance, okay, when you're a content creator and you have so many thoughts and especially the stark contrast between my Instagram and who I am in terms of like visually visually titillating <laughs> images and then my actual ideals and morals and just who I am internally. They're just so different and I think as I evolve they're gonna become more and more similar I think it's just hard because I don't know how to put this into words this is just gonna be a long tangent and I'm apologizing in advance hopefully all of this makes sense but it's just I don't really have like a theory or a theme more so for this episode it's just gonna kind of be me talking at you um, and I always love your feedback so if you have anything to add always DM me but it's really hard for me because of the contrast i think it's 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 easier when like there's not as much of a gap but when i go from like you know on TikTok and instagram it's very provocative type images and maybe not like as explicit as you know some people are but i mean in nature it's solely images it's not really my thoughts or ideals and a lot of times in my captions there might be but i mean Generally speaking, it's mainly just images and on TikTok. It's just me looking sexy and Lip-syncing to stuff. It's not my ideas and you know my values and so for some reason It's it's harder for me because of that huge disconnect, you know between the two and I think the original reason I started this podcast was because my first TikTok when it blew up before it got banned um, it blew up because of my ideas and my thoughts and my story. And that was incredibly uh, cathartic for me because I had never had anything like that. I know I had I had, had people in my life at that time that had heard my story, and I was always surprised whenever I would tell my story and people would be, you know, shocked or, you know, very... Uh, they wanted more. They wanted to hear more, you know. And I loved that. But, you know, it's one thing for it to be people that care about you in real life and it's another thing for it to be the internet and to be received so well and welcomed with open arms and to kind of curate like my own community that cared about me not only for being attractive but for also like my ideas and my story was again cathartic as hell Um, but as I've evolved and as I've grown and I've grown so much this year Uh, One thing I've really been working on with my therapist was the idea of validating and Just validating my own experiences because I got to the point, you know, one of my friends pointed out to me I get in these loops when something bad happens I'll call her and I just start talking in loops or same with like if I call my mom and I'll talk to her and it's like this whole loop and I just keep reiterating You know in different ways what has happened and sometimes you've just got to get out of that loop but also it kind of stops you from doing your own personal growth because like if you're always reaching out to another person for the validation you're not sitting with your own feelings and figuring out how you feel about those things and then moving forward and you know if it if you're having issues with you know say a specific person in your life and then you decide to call like another person to discuss it It's going to kind of take away that pressure that you would feel otherwise to like talk to the actual person or people or parties involved. And I found that I was doing that and it just kind of became a little bit counterproductive, you know, and also it's the exact thing that I don't want. It's like it was a way of me abandoning myself in a sense is like, you know, not validating my own feelings, and you know, always looking for somebody else to be like, "Yeah, you're right." And at the end of the day, we've got to build our own strong core within ourselves. Um, and it's hard; it's a hard balance because also naturally we are hard. We are hard, hard. Our hard drive. What what the heck am I saying? Uh, we are programmed from an evolutionary standpoint to seek connection. So I struggle with those two counter you know, arguments, because on one hand, yes, we need connection and we need validation. And, but on the other hand, like, it kind of goes hand in hand with that argument of self-love and how you can't love somebody or, you know, you can't receive love until you love yourself. And although it's not necessarily completely true, it is true in a lot of ways, because like, at the end of the day... You know, once I got out of that unhealthy relationship and have been just, like, so happy and healthy now, one reoccurring thought that I have any I find myself obsessed with different things other than, like, taking care of myself is I keep telling myself I cannot lose myself again, you know? And I am just running far away from anything that makes me disassociate or detach from myself and my reality. And so that's kind of changed my thought process on a lot of things it's caused me to cut out things that maybe other people wouldn't cut out or relationships you know that maybe in some ways or elements were good but i just analyzed it and i felt like i was having to disassociate in some ways and i just think like the next step in my healing journey is the process of feeling and i think i might have told this story before but over the summer and into the fall i started taking a dance class which Ended up being a flop because (laughs) the first dance class I took was great. It was, you know, a small group. I think it was because, like, not that many people came out that night. And so you kind of got more personal hand on hand on hand or what do you call it? Personal direction in terms of dancing. And that's absolutely what I need, given the fact that I just didn't know how to dance at all. And a lot of a lot of things that helped me is like viewing other people doing an act. <laughs> it like teaches me how to do it. I'm very, I'm a very visual learner. So the first dance class was great. Second dance class, you know, m- not as great. There was a larger crowd and so it was less personal. Um, but I do remember at the specific dance class beforehand, they have you lay on the floor, you know, and close your eyes and it's almost this form of meditation. And The lady that was in charge of teaching us how to dance started talking to us and her message was so beautiful and was exactly what I needed at that time and I still feel like it reigns true in my life is that like, you know, it was hard whenever I was trying to learn how to dance, they would just be like, well, feel the music and how does it make you feel? And it's just like I was and am still not quite used to the act of feeling. Like, it's so crazy how much of our society, I don't even think it's a, a solely women's issue. I think it's in general, everything causes us to disconnect from ourselves and how we're actually feeling and the actual world around us. Like, and I remember laying on the floor and just coming to the realization that I had never really learned how to feel, and just how crazy that is to be like, mid-twenties and never learn how to feel and just how deep that went for me like even from a child like I grew up you know and a lot of people probably grew up with the sentiment or statement of fake it till you make it and I grew up in a household that was very chaotic and so it was almost one of those things where I was expected to take the back burner on my emotions and that really caused me to be so disconnected from how I was feeling and you know it still reigned true in my life up until recently it's had it's something I've had to learn to be very conscious of is pausing and analyzing how I'm feeling and there's like a whole cycle to it this is what I'm saying there's a whole cycle to how you feel so whenever you first notice you're feeling a certain way like tuning in to your anxious thoughts or whatever, and then asking yourself, like, what age does this make me feel? Or journaling about it or whatever. I was short-circuiting that cycle, and even now it's a tendency of mine to short-circuit that cycle by calling somebody and getting that validation of, you know, am I feeling appropriately or does this make sense? Because, like, recently I was told by somebody that's like very very close to me and it it kind of caused me to realize a lot uh, I was having I was emotional and I feel things very very deeply Uh, I'm a cancer Scorpio um, and I believe Capricorn I don't know but I'm on the cusp of being a Leo and you know whatever anyway I'm very emotional. I I have a lot of emotions and I'm very in tune with my emotions and others emotions and like for me that is like the whole point in life is connection. And so I feel things very deeply and I was venting to this very close person in my life and I was telling them about something I expressed to another person and they said, oh my goodness, you're too much or you know your emotions are too much and I realized I had been told that same theme ever since I was a little girl, you know, and just how catastrophic that is to be told that, you know, you're too much from somebody that's like a a close person in your life or a caregiver or, you know, whatever, it caused me to realize why I feel like I am too much for so many people. It's because I've been told that and, you know, that really broke my heart because like if you ever look back... At yourself, that you know, look back at a baby picture of you, or look back at like a four or five year old picture of you, and really challenge those ideas that people have told you about yourself. You know, like, would I think a six year old me was too much for having emotions? Like, no, and would I want her to suppress that? Absolutely not. And it's just been, you know, I've just been processing a lot, and I've been very careful circling back around i've been very careful to not like publicize a lot of this because like i just didn't want to short circuit my growth by expressing all of this to all of you wonderful people and then moving on and wiping my hands clean i wanted to make sure i could like feel these things out and create some sort of change or change in pattern of behavior and i felt like Originally, the reason I created this podcast was to get that validation because I just hadn't been able to have it from anybody in my life at that point. You know, I was getting out of a bad relationship. My family relationships and I were not it at that point. You know, thank God they're a lot better now, but I was just in a rough place. And so when TikTok blew up and I started getting the validation of my actual story and experiences, I kind of rode that wave and I still want to don't get me wrong but I've just been in the process of really journaling and analyzing why I feel the way that I do and making sure that like I'm okay because you've got to make sure you're okay before you can make sure anybody else is okay and you've got to learn to validate yourself in order to be in a healthy place and it's it's not a it's not It's not a quick change, you know, and you have to be conscious of it. And I think that's something that is important to note because I think so many people are on such a default. We all run off of these ideals, um, their core beliefs, you know, my therapist helped me with this. And this has been something I've been super conscious of is like analyzing what the core beliefs are in your life that you believe about yourself and then looking for ways to dispel those things like if you believe you're unlovable or if you believe your emotions are too much but you know you reach out to a friend and they hold space for you then challenging that core belief that hey maybe you're not too much and also realizing that things are a mirror like if you crave vulnerability and honesty in relationships you've got to be vulnerable and honest and at that I think we just have such an odd like an opposite approach to relationships in general because like you know the approach growing up and even into my young adulthood was you know almost these games you play these games and you pull away if somebody else pulls away and you know whatever and it's just such an opposite approach like if you're always presenting as a person everybody else wants to see, right? Like if you grew up in an environment, I'll I'll get, I'll get to the point. If you grew up in an environment that caused you to wear these masks based on who you're around to make other people happy so that you receive love, that's how you're going to start forming your relationships in your adult life, right? But then you always wonder if people are there for you or if they're there for the version of you that you've created for what they want. And At some point in order to achieve something real and also to not abandon yourself you have to learn to be vulnerable and real with people and have your own back and say you know what like I'm gonna put myself completely out there if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but at the end of the day like I know that I have myself and you've got to give people a chance to love you for who you are and not the versions you've created and it's just we have again such a counter approach to like how we should approach relationships love et cetera, because like it never gives anybody an opportunity to show up for you and i think that's part of it right is that like it's this fear that you know if I live this curated version of myself, then no one can actually reject me for being me. So it's almost safer in that way, but then you're a shell of a person. So I just would challenge you to really challenge how you show up in your relationships. You know, make sure you're not short-circuiting your emotions by seeking external validation um, and this is something we all struggle with and I don't think it's talked about enough. And really making sure that you're not abandoning yourself. I think like we just abandon ourselves in so many ways. And like I said, our society causes us to be so detached from our own reality all the time. I mean, as women, we're told to be small and be quiet. And as men, I, I, I mean, I can't speak on the male experience per se, but I know you're, you know, your emotions are suppressed and I just can't even imagine the long-term effects that that has. And I think again, we're all craving connection and security. And the crazy thing is, is you may connect deeply with somebody, right? But no one can connect with you the way that you can connect with you because you're the only one that's lived out these experiences. Like even just something as simple as right now I'm sitting on my couch and I'm looking out the window and there's nobody right now in this world that is getting the same view as me, right? It's kind of, that's a microcosm of like your entire existence is that like you can explain, I think we're looking for what we need to give ourselves. You can explain to somebody your life story and even the person that loves you the most will listen and have compassion and you know, assuming their life experiences allow them to be empathetic or relate in the ways that you need them to, that's how you establish like a deep connection with somebody. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, like no one will ever be able to provide you that connection that you can provide yourself if that makes any sense. So, don't abandon yourself in whatever you're going through. Uh, And I promise you, like, all of your relationships will thrive because of that. Because ideally, you know, friendships, relationships, romantic or not, you're individuals. You have to be an individual at the end of the day. In order to maintain a healthy approach to anything, you have to know at the end of the day that you will be okay and that you've got yourself. And... If you're disassociating or detaching from all of your emotions and feelings, you just are not gonna be able to do that. Which leads me to my final topic of today and something I've been really, really fascinated with for a while now and it's kind of changed my life in a lot of ways and it's been something I didn't know how to approach given my job and who I am and what I do for a living and it's kind of personal you know but when you're comfortable with yourself there's very little topics that are TMI um, and it's just something again that's really really helped me a lot and I think it hasn't been talked about enough and I think it's because it's again pretty personal so going back to the conversation of feeling and not disassociating from yourself, and the level of detachment you have to practice in your normal nine to five jobs, and just everything, and how everybody is so detached. Um, One of the ways that I found that I was really detaching is in my sexual life, and that could be, you know, by yourself, with a partner, or whatever, and I find that a lot of people especially once I first got out of the cult and stuff. And this kind of goes hand in hand with all the abuse I encountered post-cult life, you know, joining the modeling industry and not knowing and being in tune with my own feelings and my intuition because I had learned to suppress my intuition. And, you know, I had actually been taught the contrary that, you know, your thoughts and opinions are, they could be God, they could be the devil. It's like so crazy, the mind games that you were taught to play and mental gymnastics you had to play even as a child to maintain this like thought process that kept you in deep religion. And so one of the core things that have really helped me and changed my life is this idea of not needing to disassociate when it comes to my own pleasure. And... I think that's something that no one talks about. I think nowadays with such a wide consumption of porn and, you know, we have OnlyFans and I do OnlyFans and all of this stuff, everything has caused us to disassociate and I think on such a deep level it's even more harmful when it's something as simple as self-pleasure or you know, couple pleasure or whatever. Um and it's been a practice that's really changed my life is okay, going into details now. Uh when you're having time with yourself, I think it's really, really easy to chase the high. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little less descriptive, but I, I hope this makes sense. Is like you can correlate this to life too. Like I think life is a full range of emotions and motions and when you want something that's whenever you don't get it in life and when you let go of any possibility or expectation that is when beautiful things happen and i think a good tip for sexual pleasure is letting go of chasing a high um, And i've kind of had a mixed relationship with like porn and you know everything around this and maybe this will be a conversation or maybe this will start a conversation for something larger eventually and i'm down to talk in more depth i mean it's something i feel extremely passionate about and i'm in the process of getting accepted into college like a legit college for the first time and this is something I definitely once I begin to practice therapy because I would go to school to become a licensed therapist this is this is a huge part of what I would want to help people with is sexual therapy and I just think that it's, it's it's fascinating for me it's healing for me and it's something that a lot of people don't talk about enough or openly and with without judgment so I've kind of have a mixed relationship with porn. It's something I've kind of dabbled in off and on. I grew up very sheltered. I remember my first kind of experiences around sex was probably like YouTubing what is sex and <laughs> and finding a like a memeable video on YouTube. This was back in the beginning phases of YouTube where nothing was really taken down and so there was just you know porn readily available and like I think this video was pretty much saying that there were three holes for penetration like it said like the nose, the belly button and I think the vagina or something like that right and that in combination with the Spanish soap operas I would watch whenever my parents would leave for a little bit, mom and dad if you're listening you should probably click out at this point (laughs) Or, or not, maybe it'll help um but anyway uh you know you get your you get your education however you can and depending on how open your family and your environment is around sex you know obviously we all have different experiences but mine was a very uh you know I think a lot of people in the cult especially men were taught to just get it over with and you know and even now, I mean maybe it's not even solely like a super hyper religious thing. Maybe it's just in general we feel this need to rush and get it over with and there's maybe some shame around our own pleasure. But I would argue that's another way that people abandon themselves is 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 that shame. And I would I would challenge you to analyze why you feel shameful. And I think like a lot of it goes into what you're consuming too. I Not to get too hyper fixated on, you know, and no judgment here. I think there's pros and cons to everything. And I think there's pros and cons to porn consumption. And I think the biggest thing is making sure it's ethical because so much, and again, it goes kind of, it's kind of hard to figure out what is and isn't ethical um, when it comes to the porn industry because there's just so many fucked up scenarios. But anyway, uh challenging yourself to be present and take your time and not chase those highs has been a game changer for me it's 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 been something where you know say you're in the moment, say you're pleasuring yourself, and it's natural to want to go after whatever feels good, but just allowing yourself to feel everything completely. Feel feel the good and then notice it go away a little bit. And if you hang in there, instead of trying to chase that high, it's that much better. And that is a full circle of life, um, is not chasing a high and allowing things to come and go. And being an observer of your thoughts or your body or your pleasure and not chasing anything and just allowing it to come and go in waves and it's just been a game changer and with that I've been using manifestation and stuff so if there's something you want to happen I will use that when it comes to self-pleasure or whatever but I just think like for me the conversation around sex and all of this is so important because I've as somebody that does OnlyFans and does post provocative images it's one of those things that's made me into being consumed rather than being a full-bodied person and I just think for me like I'm such a sexual person just in general that like it's really weird to be a product but not be viewed full bodily even by myself and i think what's really helped has been pausing and tapping into those feelings and using breath work and really bringing yourself back to the present moment and for me a huge thing has been like not watching or consuming porn um in trying to like think and be in the present, you know, whenever I am taking care of myself or whatever. And I would just challenge you all to do the same. I think it's just really healthy. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm going to leave this one. I hope that all made sense. Um, I would be down to have more of a open discussion when it comes to sex and body image and, masturbation and everything like that and i just think like the more you talk about it and the more you're just honest and open the less taboo it is and the more the more other people feel comfortable to talk about it and i just think with the rise of everything and the rise of disassociation and we're all going through stuff and mental health and a nine-to-five and all of this stuff everything causes you to disassociate in life and I think the more that we can remain present especially in these personal areas like it'll be easier to apply those principles to everyday life and just learning to not chase the highs and to accept it all and to just breathe through stuff and really using breath work. You should look up breath work techniques (laughs) not to get, I don't know where this journey is leaving me. It feels very uh, spiritual and maybe I'm a naturally very spiritual person. I don't think I'm like, I'm not religious per se, but I do think like, I don't know. Your body is a temple (laughs) and it deserves love and admiration and It starts with you in every way, shape, and form. So hopefully this helps you all if you need anything. As always, my DMs are open. There's a new feature here on Anchor. I I added it to my bio on Insta where you can send me voice memos and ask me questions. I think I might do like a a sex podcast, like a sex podcast episode just because this is like I love talking about this stuff and it's not something I've talked about because of fear of other people thinking whatever way that they're going to think but at the end of the day I don't really care and if this can help somebody then it helps somebody and regardless it's helped me a crap ton so hopefully it helps you all if you need anything reach out wish me luck on this COVID journey Um, and we will talk soon love and light Tori